Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. everybody. This is a recording of a presentation that my good friend and colleague Aaron Parker gave at Cincinnati State in front of the personal training uh, business course that I taught last fall. So uh, this is definitely going to be a good one if you're an aspiring trainer, coach, or wanting to get into the business. But I think you did a great job and uh, leave me some feedback. Let me know what you think. I'll just start from the beginning. Um... My journey basically started with um, a dead end, if you will. It started with a um, a rock bottom experience that kind of uh, um, rocked my world. I was working in a factory um, and didn't see it coming. I was on second shift, and my boss just told me, "He's like, hey, um, gonna have to let you go." And I was like, "Okay, what do I do now?" And he told me to start go collecting unemployment. Well, during those three weeks of just sitting in my apartment, just a little depressed, of like after losing a job, I'm like, okay, I got to do something here. And uh, right after high school in 2006 to 2007, I had an internship at Brickwise Strength Conditioning. Uh, due to my, uh, I don't know, just my values and my focus was just a little different right out of high school, um, I um, kind of blew that opportunity just because. Uh, I had other things I wanted to do at that time in my life. So uh, I didn't see eye to eye with the, the owner of the gym either. So we parted ways and I just started uh, some other careers and I worked for the city of Springdale doing uh, landscaping. Uh, worked at Chase Industries in the factory where I was laid off. So that happened November 2nd of 2011. I was laid off, or 2012 I was laid off. So um, at that point I started doing some research. I found Cincinnati State, I uh, saw they had a health and fitness technology program, and I said, well, okay, maybe I'll set up a meeting just to go talk with somebody. So I met with Mindy, uh, whom you all probably know, um, and I met with her and I told her how I wanted to be a strength conditioning coach. And when I met with her, she's kind of pulled me back. She said, Aaron, you want to do strength conditioning, but you're 26 years old. She kind of gave me a dose of reality this part this late in the game going back to school um you know you may want to think about making money right now and i was like okay what does that look like and she's like well have you ever thought about personal training and i'm like no i mean can i learn more about that so I, I started asking her questions and the more she told me about it i was like this might be more up my alley anyways because from what i understand with strength conditioning um when a coach is fired you're fired too um, and there's a lot of moving around and I didn't really like that. I kind of wanted to um, kind of settle in one place and really put some roots down and um, I like the idea of making some money right now rather than waiting four years for a bachelor's and yet most actually strength conditioning coaches have to get a master's degree now. So um, it's a lot more than what a lot of people think. So 
I started, I was like, well, maybe I'll give this a shot. And then if I want to use this as a stepping stone to become a strength conditioning coach. So if, you, if your goal is to be a strength conditioning coach, don't let me deter you from that because um, this is a great stepping stone to that path. So uh, I just decided, you know, I'm going to go after this. And um, I felt like it was a second chance. I felt like I had an opportunity to go back to school. I completely blew my first opportunity in 2007 going to NKU. I parted myself right out of college, and that's how I ended up in some other careers. Um, and so I looked at this as an opportunity, um, and I looked at this as a second chance where I could um, just really go all in this time. So uh, I. I stopped seeing my problems as, uh, I started seeing my problems as opportunities where I was like, okay, I'm laid off from work here, but now I can actually do something here. So um, I, I, I'm trying to think how, uh, 2013 was my first full year here. So I just was, you know, I was taking the syllabuses, I was highlighting, I was reading every chapter I possibly could. Um, I was actually learning this time around it wasn't like okay I'm just like in high school I'll just check the box off just to get the grade or just to um, um, you know get the degree or just to get the diploma you know it's more of like hey, I actually wanted to learn along the journey and soak up a lot so I uh, I yeah I just would read every chapter I would soak it up and it, it was really good it was it was more about the learning more about the journey rather than just checking the box so um, yes, at 26 years old, it was like, man, I, this is this is kind of a tough go around. You know, I'm living on my own in an apartment. I'm going back to school, but I got a letter from the government saying I could actually go back to school on unemployment. So it was like, wasn't I didn't look at it as a handout. I looked at more of like a hand up and more of an opportunity to um, utilize the resources that were out there. So um, I went back to school and. Uh, that kind of started this journey of like opportunities and doors opening. And a lot of it required me taking steps into the unknown. So um, uh, if you, the more this PowerPoint goes on, I'm, you're gonna see I'm kind of a nerd on some things, but um, I don't know. I just feel like every journey starts out with this like, man, I just wanna like play it safe. I just wanna like stay in what's comfortable and what's known. And like for me, it was like, I, I have to step out here. If I'm going back to school, I'm gonna have to really do something that I'm not used to. So I, I 2013, I'm going along. Um, Mindy starts asking us like where we wanna intern and do our, our, do our practicums at. And um, you know, she, she has me interview with Five Seasons Family Sports Club and that was the summer of 2013. And that was kind of the trajectory changing point where I started getting back around people and like um, really um, growing again. So um, it was unknown, it was uncertain, it was really uncomfortable for me. Um, you know, being a factory worker, I don't have to really interact with many people. I can just go get my job, get my paycheck, and I'm out the door. Uh, but this, you guys are in a people business, you gotta really get good at like working with people. Um, and uh, so for me, that's, that's something I had to like push through was um, getting back to being around people. And um, so like 
here's some quotes that I just looked up online. Um, we rarely regret risk. We always regret missed opportunity. The pathway to your greatest potential is often through your greatest fear. When we default to comfort out of fear of the unknown, we often ignore the pathway that may change our life. And honestly, guys, this path that I've been on has changed my life because I, I now like interact with people where that was once my weakness. That was once my tendency to be a lone ranger and kind of just avoid people. And now um, I, that's, that's where I'm being utilized. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I would encourage you if like you feel like, man, you're kind of going up against the grain, you're going up against the current, you're headed in the right direction because this is not an easy path. I'm not going to say like, oh, this is just going to come easy. It's going to take a lot of hard work. But I've, I've, someone once told me only dead fish swim with the current. And sometimes you have to like go up against what everybody else is doing. You got to go up against the norm. Um, and so it's, it is going to be a tough path. But um, anything meaningful in life is worth it if, if you uh, – and it's usually tough. Like this, is, this, this school thing is tough. But it's it's meaningful and there is a reward at the end so just keep pushing through um, even when you don't feel like it and it's not easy um, <laughs> so notice those around you um, I started noticing like the people around you on my journey like Mindy I mean you have all these people in this classroom that are potentially gonna be in the field here soon you're gonna find people that could be your uh, your mentor or someone that you collaborate with and network with, or um, someone, maybe you're up here in a couple years and you're giving back. So there's gonna be people above you, beside you, below you. Um, learn to recognize those people around you, start building a tribe, um, and just start, I would say when you're on the fitness floor, wherever you're at, start just saying hi to people, just start smiling at people, waving, or just, Whatever you have to do to make that connection, make that connection because that could potentially be a future client. And that's happened to me multiple times just by, you know, I'm there late at night wiping down the machines and I have a great conversation with somebody. I'm like, you know what? I'm actually interested with training with you. And some of them don't end up training with me. Or later down the road, just from building that connection, they end up training with me down the road. So don't undervalue just these people that you pass by in the gym all the time because you never know what what could lead to that or come from that so uh let's see here um let me back up a little bit too so um i i did my practicum at five seasons family sports club and that went really well um so well that stephanie mcfarland out there at five seasons decided to hire me into a role that was um, to give me fitness floor hours, which I was like, Fit, you wanna give me fitness floor hours? What does that mean? She's like, well, we're looking for somebody to clean the machines, fix the machines, um, do that. So just remember sometimes these beginnings are small and they're humble beginnings. Um, I don't wanna sell you guys like this false uh, thing where it's like all of a sudden, like you're in this amazing role. There, this is going to be a grind. This is going to be, there's, it's not going to come overnight. It's going to be a daily process. Um, so yeah, I, I, at first I was kind of reluctant to it, but I really needed money and she was willing to pay me for floor hours to fix the machines and clean the machines. And I was like, 
really want to do that. I feel like I'm going backwards. I want to like get into my career now. But honestly, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have met clients. I met a lot of clients that way. I was out there wiping down machines and it was dirty work. It was like, you know, I'm getting my hands dirty, but at the same point in time, I wouldn't I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go back and change me getting laid off. I wouldn't go back and change me doing these um, jobs that I necessarily didn't want to do. So there's gonna be things you don't feel like doing, but sometimes you just gotta push through that. Um, and you know, just like you physically train yourself and push yourself, you know, you should be pushing yourself to exhaustion or failure. That's how you grow. Um, you know, you should do that in your career too, but also resting too. I don't want, don't work yourself to death. Don't kill yourself. You're not, you're, you should be doing this for, you know, why you want to do it. Don't necessarily try to kill yourself doing this. So, um, that's the nice thing about our career too. You can set your schedule. Um, there's a lot of freedom in that. However, in the early early time you're gonna have to put in the work you're gonna have to grind you're gonna have to do things you're gonna have to be there late um, so fall of 2013 I'm, I'm doing that I'm I'm doing the practicum and I get hired on at five seasons well I come and I listen to Joel Wainscott uh, come and speak to uh, Cincinnati State all the inter all the future interns and um, he starts telling me about um, or he starts speaking to us about his internship out of high school, and I was at Brickwise Strength Conditioning. And I'm like, whoa, that was the same internship I had right out of high school. Um, so I, I walked up to him after the presentation. I said, hey, Joel, just, it was great to hear from you. Great to hear you. Um, I, I feel like there's a connection there. You know, I had the same mentor right out of high school. Is there any way I could come and um, intern at Mission 5 Fitness. And he was like, yeah, come on out. I'll give you an interview, and if I like you, I'm gonna put you through a six-week uh, training regimen um, where I'm gonna train you once a week, and we'll see if you can make it. And so I remember showing up, me and another intern showed up the first day. It was um, the when, it was like December of, or, or late November of 2013, and he, uh, he kicked my butt like I was like ready to throw up um, I hadn't worked out like that in forever but it humbled me and it made me realize man I have a lot to learn I don't know much I don't know diddly squat about training um, and there I'm just it felt so new to me that I was like I have to come back and learn more so he interviewed me he hired me on um, this, the spring internship of 2014 went really well at Mission 5 Fitness. I had people like Eric and Ryan and Julie and Todd and Joel. Um, I was learning from them. I was shadowing them. Uh, and it went really well. Um, but it wasn't easy. It was like, it was a lot of like early mornings. I remember it was like an early uh, winter morning and I wanted to get there at 5 a.m. to be there with all the other trainers. And it started snowing and like, I was like, man, I could just stay home and miss this. But I remember driving in the snow, going down Collins Avenue, like creeping down, like, what am I doing here, coming here this early? And it's like, I don't have to be here this early, but I think that's, that's what it takes. It, sometimes it takes getting up at 3 a.m. or 3.30 and, and, and just putting, it, putting in the grind. So um, Joel, at the end of the internship, came up to me and said, hey, I'd really like to hire you on. I was like, man, how am I gonna do two jobs? Like, how am I gonna work at Five Seasons and Mission Five Fitness? And um, I felt like I should probably just do 
five seasons in the morning in Mission 5 Fitness because I really wanted to be at Mission 5 Fitness. My heart was always at Mission 5 Fitness. I just felt like that's where I was supposed to go. So I kept going um, in that direction. Uh, so I worked at Mission 5 Fitness um, in five seasons. And then in the summer of 2014, uh, Mindy tells me about an opportunity here at Cincinnati State. So I'm working in the fitness center at Cincinnati State. So picture this. I'm at five seasons training. I'm cleaning the machines. I'm fixing the machines. I'm training in the afternoon at Cincinnati State. I'm training in the evening at Mission 5 Fitness. And so I'm, it's an all-day thing. Like It was like bam, bam, bam. I'm eating lunch in my car. I'm just I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. It was a grind. I knew I wasn't going to do that forever. I knew like eventually I'm going to have to pick a site. I was like, this is not my goal is to kill myself. You know, I believe you should work from rest. No, don't work for the weekend. Work from rest, meaning like you you start from a place that's rested and then work. Uh, I just feel like it's more fruitful that way. That's just my opinion. Other people might have different opinions. I, I just, for me, I can't burn the candle at both ends forever. It's just not sustainable. But what there is a time, there is a season to put in the grind, to put in the work, and it will pay off to where you can have more freedom in your schedule. Uh, so... I, I was working all three. Uh, it was going really well, making a lot of connections. But then my book started filling up at Mission 5 Fitness after going through the process. So, um, so I started to have some momentum there. And um, I started realizing that um, I could possibly go to Mission 5 Fitness full time. So I think it was the spring of 2015, I think, where I went full time full-time at Mission 5 Fitness. So I literally left all my clients. I had a full book at Five Seasons. I left all my clients up in Mason knowing they wouldn't follow me down to Mission 5. So I had to take this step of um, uh, boldness and take a risk. And I think a lot of times in this industry, there is like this moment where you have to take a step and it's like kind of scary, but that's where you grow is like in that unknown. Um, going back to like the small things, when you guys have an opportunity to clean machines, to, to, to fold towels, to do laundry, do it with the best of your ability. That's part of the process. That is part of this industry is starting from that place of like uh, that low place, those humble beginnings, because you just don't go from here to there. A lot of people like they want to start here, then they want that Instagram pic, then they want to go here, then they want that Facebook photo. photo. P- quit posting about your Facebook workout and just actually work out. Nobody actually wants to like talk about the process and like the in-between. Nobody needs to see that on Instagram or Facebook. Just get it done. Like there's so many people that just want to get this nice pretty thing, you know, like whether it's a nice dinner or vacation. What about what what you do to get that vacation? What about what you do to get that nice dinner? Focus on the in-between. That's I think that's what I'm here to talk to you guys about today is more about the process of going from here to there because everyone wants to skip that and I want to encourage you don't skip that because that is where you learn that's where you grow um, and so I would embrace it enjoy it learn to enjoy folding towels like hey you know what this is part of it this is part of the journey and like once you start getting your perspective starts to shift and you start to and you start to um, enjoy the little things it's the little things that add up to big things so um, yeah, just let me see if what else I got here. Um, yeah, it's a daily grind. Um, 
I, I got a lot of quotes up here. I, I'm a quote junkie, so um, Eric will tell you that. Um, but yeah, I like what Simon Sinek talks about. He's, it's not a destination. You become a leader every day. So you, every choice you make is like this, you know, it's, it's not like it's a marathon. It's like this long process where like me getting here on time today was part of the process. You calling your clients and letting them know you're gonna be five minutes late, that's a process. Showing them that you care is part of the process. Um, Learning to see people as people is a process and not objects. You're not, me, I had to find my why, and I think that's my next slide here. Um, but it was not, for me, um, it was not about money. That was never my like motive of getting into this industry. It was like, oh, money's a part of it. It's a byproduct of it. But you gotta figure out your why, why you're in this field. My why is I meet people on their journey and I help them become the best version of themselves. That's what I do. For, yours might be completely different. You're different. Um, you gotta find your unique voice. You gotta find your niche in the industry. Every, Eric has a podcast. He has all these different people on this podcast that have found their niche. And yeah, the, the training styles might be different, but at the end of the day, they're all trying to help people become better versions of themselves. And um, so I, I think it's, you got, for me, it was uh, just learning to find my why along the journey. And it's a, you don't, it doesn't come overnight. I think once it clicked for me, it was like, hey, I'm not, I'm not in it for the money. But I started from this motivation from like, hey, I wanna help people. And so now like I try to install that into my clients where it's like, hey, start with this desire, start with this why, you know, this internal motivation, then it goes to discipline, then it goes to habit, then it becomes lifestyle. I think the same is for us. If we, if we want our clients to be coached, we gotta be coachable. We gotta learn, hey, maybe if, if my why is off, then my habits are going to be off. My disciplines are going to be off. Then my life it's So I think if you go back to your why, you figure that out, your business will be successful. It starts there with the why. Figure out why you're doing what you're doing. If you're just, if you, if you're just drifting through, like, oh, I'm just... The assembly line mentality in training, it, it, you'll burn out. You will burn out if you just go through the assembly line. Like, for a while, that's what I was doing. I was just cranking out clients, and I was like, this isn't fun. This isn't what... What am I doing here? You know, and so um, I, I would just encourage you to find your why. And I, I've, um, I left the worksheets at, at the gym, um, but I, I maybe Eric, you said this is the last class. All right. I can email though. Okay, maybe I can get those over to you guys. I had some worksheets for you. Um, um, like this is something I put in here last minute. Um, don't expect your clients to come in picture perfect because they're going to be people that have a lot of baggage, a lot of issues. Learn to be just be a good active listener. Learn to ask questions. Like I said, I'm I'm just meeting people on their journey. I'm here to like guide them to their goal. I'm not setting goals for them. I'm just here to um yeah, just guide them. I'm like kind of like like you saw the picture of Yoda. I'm just helping you know, Star Wars coming out this week. You know, I'm just here to guide people along the journey so um yeah, that, that's kind of way i view myself so um and then i try to look through that lens when i look at my clients it's like hey these are people with problems needs wants and desires um 
how can I help best meet that today? Like I let, I've talked with Eric about this. Like when a client comes in, I want them to change the trajectory of their day. I want them to walk out feeling better, having more energy. Um, and if I know it's it's got to be more than just that 60 minute shot or 30 minute shot. They got to be meeting me outside of the gym. They got to be they can't out train a bad diet. They got to meet me halfway out there. Um, but if I can, if they're coming in depressed and they walked out a lot better, I think that's a win. You know, like you got to celebrate the little things. You got to learn to celebrate like, and also what they think of you ultimately doesn't matter. There's going to be people that don't like you. There's going to be people that um, think like, oh, like this, you know, there's going to be people that walk away from you. You got to learn to be okay with failure. You got to be okay with people not liking you because this industry is a people business and it's messy, but you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what others really think of you. It's like, if you know your why and why you're doing it, then you're good. So, um, let's see here. Um, vision and values. Uh, I, I put a few values up here just because if you don't know where you're headed, you might lose your way. So, uh, I put my, some, like an example up here. Um, high values would be, um, like a limited, limited good like a mom and pop shop um unlimited or unlimited harm would be like enron high vi high vision all about getting it done all about the money um unlimited good would be like apple google chick-fil-a you can th i'm sure you can think of other brands out there um so this is where you want to be you want to be up here because this is where if you know who you are and where you're headed I mean, possibilities are endless. I mean, but you know, if you want to be that, that's cool. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't recommend being down here. I mean, we see what happened to those guys. So, um, but yeah, uh, figure out your values, figure out your vision. Um, like I said, I'll have to get those worksheets over to you. I can't believe I forgot those. Um, so I was high values, but low vision because I forgot the worksheet. So, um, <laughs> These are five values I try to live by all the time, and I hope maybe they can um, help you. Um, when I'm in the gym, I try to take a minority position. I try to do something that's not necessarily uh, glamorous. If it's like folding towels, it's like wiping down the machines. Um, I try to work hard. I try to do the very best I can. I try to strive for excellence. Um, be a team player. Don't be a solo, take your ball home kind of person. Be if you're on a team with other trainers, how can you bring value to that team? How can you um, bring out the best in people? How can you, um, you know, just not play for the, the MVP? You know, how can you be like more of a team player? So um, be a protector. If you see something going on in the gym that you don't see is right, you, you know, I mean, this is a hot topic right now. You see a woman getting taken advantage of, protect her, um, stand up. Maybe tell your boss first. Don't maybe necessarily inter intervene, but like, um, yeah, do something that, you know, take a minority position. Um, and then have a vision. Have, be future focused. Don't think about just today, but like, hey, how can I put money in my savings account so I can save up for that gym one day? How can I, you know, think down the road. Just don't think about the here and now. Um, so, yeah, these are five values I I stumble forward with I never get them all right all in one day but I I've got these like in my mind usually when I'm um, when I'm working so it's like uh, yeah it's something I try to live by so 
Um, let's see if I don't know if I have it. Oh yes, um, be intentional. Um, that's something I try to live by is just being intentional. I try to put action behind everything I do. Um, not just think about it, but actually do it. So like if your boss is like telling you to do something and you think, oh yeah, I'll go do that one day, but you never actually do it, then what's the point? So think about things, how you can actually do it. And um, so that's, that's something I actually try to implement as well is like putting action behind my intention. So if I say, oh, I'm gonna send out these birthday cards to my clients, I'm gonna send out those birthday cards. If I'm gonna think about sending out New Year's cards or um, it's those little things that make a big difference. And when you show your clients that you care, I'm telling you, they, you will have client retention. But if you're just in it for the assembly line, I'm telling you, it, it might work for a while, but eventually they'll smell it out. So, um, Um, these are three things I also try to live by. I try to stay humble. I try to be humble. I try to stay hungry and I always try to hustle. So like, like I know at the end of the month, it's invoice time. I got to hustle. I got to get invoices out. Um, I mean, I mean, we're always hustling, but there are like moments where you got to hustle a little harder. Um, and so, uh, but you gotta, you gotta figure out what keeps you hungry. I think that goes back to your why. Um, you don't want to just get into this field and just punch the clock. We're not in this field to punch the clock. That's why I left the factory. I don't want to do that. I want to live life to the fullest. And I think a lot of that goes back to your why. So, um, yeah, remember you're, there's always somebody else out there that knows more than you. I'm, I'm with trainers who know a lot more than me, but because I'm around them, I'm better. And so if you learn to humble yourself and take that low place of like, Hey, I'm going to clean these machines. I'm going to do something that's not glamorous, then you're gonna have, you're gonna see people wanna be around you. People are gonna wanna help you. So um, remember, it's, it's not about going from here to there. It's about the process and the in-between. Um, <clears throat> I put some resources up here, some good uh, books, some leadership podcasts. Um, Eric's probably talked to you about Thumbtack. I use Thumbtack to find clients. It's actually been really helpful. Um, and I've actually gotten some really good clients from Thumbtack. So I would recommend you check uh, Thumbtack out. Um, and like I said, notice the people around you. Start building that tribe. Um, maybe you have a massage therapist that you go to. Ask her if she can start referring you clients. Uh, you know, maybe it's your barber. You know, hey, can I leave these cards here with you? Start recognizing all the people around you. You never know what kind of uh, connection they might have. So. Um, yeah, start telling people that you're getting ready to go into the fitness industry. And uh, yeah, so let's see. What I... And so I, I left some cute time for Q&A here. Uh, like I said, I know I'm not a public speaker. I, I'm really, I think my, uh, my, what I'm good at is I'm, I'm good at like meeting people on their journey. Like I said, I'm good at encouraging. I'm good at that. Public speaking is not my deal. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Like that's not why I'm, I'm not here to impress you guys. I'm not here to prove anything. But if you get anything out of today, just realize that what you do here matters. What you do, every little thing matters. It's 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 all added. So like, just don't think like, oh, I'm gonna skip this test and it's no big deal. No, that matters. You just missed out on an opportunity. 
And um, it may seem insignificant, but it's those little things that add up to big things. So when Mindy assigns you something to go over the muscles, get the most out of that. Squeeze every little bit out of that to where you've got it down, locked down in your brain, to where when you're, when you're training somebody, you don't have to spiel the science to them. You're, you're, you're just, it's up here already. You know, I've no, I, at least for me personally, I don't have to necessarily preach the science to these people. I just live it out. I just train them because I know it. I have it up here. I don't have to, um, you know, tell them why this is doing that. If you want to be that trainer, that's great. I'm just telling you what's worked for me is like when you have it in here, it just comes out of you and you don't have to prove anything to anybody. So, um, yeah. Soak it up while you're here, guys. Make the most of your time here. Um, it's This is valuable. I wish I could go back and squeeze a little bit more. I kind of miss being in the classroom. I miss, um, you know, we're all, we're, you always want to rush the process. You want to skip it. But I would just say, hey, sit and enjoy this. This is for a season. Before you know it, this is going to be over. It's temporary. Um, and then you're going to be on to your career, and you're going to look back like, oh, I wish I would have paid attention a little bit more. Oh, I wish I would have done that a little bit more. Don't have regrets. Just make the most of it now and uh, get your money's worth. I mean, don't waste your money, you know, like, uh, so uh, if you guys have any questions, I'm, I'm here to answer the best I can. Uh, so, um, yes, yeah, anybody have any questions? Yeah, I always have questions. All right, let's hear it, man. Let's hear it. Uh, all right, so you, once you got going that Mission 5, how did you continue to get clients, and then what did you do to keep them? Um, that's, that's a great question. Um, well, when I left Five Seasons, I, like I said, I had no clients in the mornings. I was coming to a pretty full book in the evenings at Mission 5. Um, Eric turned me on to Thumbtack, which I started utilizing. Um, but I just started showing up in the gym at Mission 5 Fitness. Mission 5 doesn't have a lot of walk-ins, yeah. but I think just being there and putting in the work and um, constantly going after clients on thumbtack, um, word of mouth. Um, I remember during my internship at Mission 5, I was training people that weren't even paying me. I was bringing in my sister. I was bringing in people I knew. I brought in people from Cincinnati State that I just met here in the hallways. I've got two clients Erica and Ivy that I met here in the hall. I met Erica here down in the fitness center and she still trains with me to this day. So like you never know like the person you're meeting here at Cincinnati State may end up training with you. So um, I think 90%, 99% of it is word of mouth. It's referrals. Um, you might get one hit on like your Facebook page or something. I don't, I'm not downplaying social media. I think social media is powerful. Um, I don't think it's an end-all, be-all panacea that everyone thinks it is. I think it's more just showing people that you care um, and um, just being you, being real, being vulnerable, being authentic. Um, just be, be the real you, and I think people will be drawn to that. So I, I don't think you need to like um, put on an image that's not necessarily real. You know, so just be you. When did you think, <clears throat> what was like the, the defining moment for you when you were going to leave and jump into your own, because coming from Five Seasons, a totally different brand and coming into uh, Mission Five, so what was like that defining moment that made you switch? Um, <laughs> well, <clears throat> to be honest, um, 
I was going through this journey at my church and um, and we were going through this app and the questions were like, hey, are you gonna take this risk? Are you gonna take this jump? And like, we had to make a heading at the beginning of the journey and yes, exactly, the brave That's journey. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, it's, I go to Crossroads Church in Oakley, and I, we were doing this Brave Journey app, and, like, this app, that, in the app, it was talking about, like, making a heading, going in this direction, going somewhere, and, um, and like, I was like, I got to take a step. I got to, like, I, I'm just, like, so, I'm so comfortable at both sites. I'm good at both right now, but I'm not great at either one. And my heart was always with Mission 5 Fitness. So I'm like, I have to take a step into this unknown. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this. So I took a step and I went to Mission 5 Fitness. And so I would say that was the defining moment going through that app. Um, Cause it, and that's why I wish I had these worksheets here with you because with me, because like, I feel like when you get stuff down on paper, when you get it out of here and put it down somewhere, then you can start to see the, the, you can start to see the stepping stones. You can start to see the breadcrumbs. And so, um, for me, it was just like that moment of like, I got to do this. I got to take this step. And it was like crystal clear. It was super scary though, because like when you're, I'm leaving several thousand dollars in the morning to nothing. And but my heart was at Mission Five Fitness, so I think that was a big thing. It was like, hey, I know this is where I'm supposed to go. So, um, yeah. Any other questions, comments, concerns? So how, whenever you first started, how did you come up with a budget on how you were going to charge? How did you come up with that? And how did that work out? Uh, well, in the beginning, uh, like I said, I was training people for free. Um, I started a little bit lower than what most trainers were charging just because like, I wanted to get people in the door so desperately. Um, I was like, I knew I couldn't charge an arm and a leg in the beginning. Um, now, eventually, you, you can up your prices, I believe, you know, when you've been doing it for a while. Um, that's what I, this is what I did. I, I started, you know, like Eric and Ivy, I was charging them 25 bucks for a half hour session. Most of the trainers at Mission 5 are charging a little bit more. Um, so, up to 10 to $15 more. Um, so, yeah, I started them off with, and then, but I bumped them up to 30 since then. I said, hey, been training for a while now. Hey guys, I feel like my rates, to meet my rent, I have to bump it up. So I just had an honest conversation with them. Um, most of my, all my clients I train, I charge them 35 for the half hour, 50 for the hour. That's still a low number compared to the industry as a whole um, for the Cincinnati area. Um, so, or, well, I would say that's pretty average, I guess, for the Cincinnati area, uh, at least for private studios. Um, California would be like a, or out west would be a completely different story. Um, but then you got to pay for rent and bread and milk and eggs and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so I, I think it was that that's how I came up with that was just like realizing, hey, I wanted to get people in the door. So I was like, hey, I don't really care about making money right now. I just want to train. I just want to like do what I'm supposed to be doing. So, um, and then over time, I just was like, okay, well, I've been doing this for a while now. I gotta make some money here, so I gotta like up it a little bit. So, um, yeah. Awesome.
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor. <laughs>